Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. I started in myeloma nearly 25 years ago. And at that time, the average expectation of life in someone with myeloma was maybe one to two years. But even just in this last 10 to 12 years, we have doubled, if not tripled, the average survival of patients. I saw a new patient this week, and we had this conversation that based on what we've done over the last decade, my expectation is that patient's going to live more than 10 years. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Let's welcome back Coach Russman, uh, his second time being here, but he's somewhere else now. He's the offensive line coach at Michigan Tech University. Uh, coach, welcome back. We just talked for 15 minutes, which was a whole nice little podcast in itself, but welcome back. Yeah, thanks for having me back. Appreciate it. You're big time, so I have to bring you on. You're, you're big time. Yeah. Um, yeah, last time you were at Concordia up here, you were there for a little bit, um, so now you moved on. Um so what kind of caused the big move? That's moving up to Michigan. Yeah, so I was uh, got to Concordia in, in two, uh, 2019. And, uh, you know, I was there through the COVID times, then spent 2021 there, that fall season. Uh, I got promoted actually there. So I was the offense coordinator, O-line coach, 2021. And then uh, uh, the offense coordinator, quarterback coach at Michigan Tech, uh, Dan Metlack was actually my quarterback coach in college at Northern Michigan University. Uh, their O-line coach left, who's uh, actually a head coach at Bigfoot High School now in, in Lake Geneva area. Uh, I actually played with at Northern, so it's kind of a small world up here. But, mm-hmm. you know, he called me in December, so somewhere around December time, and asked if uh, I'd be interested in coming up here because, you know, this we're in Houghton, Michigan, Michigan Tech's a high academic engineering school. We play in the GLIAC, Division Two football. Uh, it's a small town, college town. Uh, you kind of got to know the UP a little bit. Uh, and he would prefer bringing in people that he knows. Um, and that's kind of how it started, right? And, you know, went through the whole interview process, all that kind of stuff. And, um, yeah, now I'm here. So, actually, 
Our defensive coordinator, Brian Thomas, I played against at Grand Valley. He was at Grand Valley State. Our running backs coach, Phil Milbreath, played here. I played against him. Got coached by Coach Metlack, who's on staff here. Uh, so it's kind of a small world, played or know, know everybody here. It is. A, I, I figured that out, like, doing the podcast stuff even, because now I've met way more people. It's amazing how you might know somebody that knows that person. Like, yeah. for example, you know Coach D. And when we talked last time, I was like, oh, you know Coach D? And he goes, oh, yeah, blah, blah. Um, yeah. When I got to Glombard East, he had coached – Walters, he coached at Charleston High School in the 90s. And that's where I coached high school in 2010 or so. And he was like, is so-and-so still down there? And that was the connection. So it was like, mm. make these connections. So he, when I talked to him, he goes, oh, yeah, come on board. Like, I understand your struggles at Charleston. Come on board. Like, I'll pat you on the back. You'll be okay because he like right. – I know how tough it is. But, yeah, it's crazy how, like, you play against somebody or coach against somebody, and then eventually it just all circles back. Right. Yeah, it's crazy. We're playing St. Thomas week two. And uh, when I was at Concordia, Charles Watkins is now the running back coach there. Yep. And then Jeff Duvendeck was my offensive line OC at Northern Michigan is the old line coach at St. Thomas. We're playing them. You know, Dan and Jeff worked together when I played, and it was it's just, you know, it's kind of a crazy uh, small world. So, you know, it's a brotherhood, obviously, the coaching profession. So, yeah. Um, so you made the jump from Division three to Division two, right? Yeah. So probably no huge difference, right? Maybe a little bit, but football's football. But, like, has anything else changed moving up to Division two? Uh, yeah, I mean, the recruiting's different. Um, the amount of things we can do football-wise up front is different. Um, you know, at Concordia, the retention wasn't the best, uh, here I'm going to have uh, two senior, two sixth-year seniors, and then uh, two fourth-year sophomores. So it's like just a little different, um, mm-hmm. just because the guys are more mature. They're you know like our center's a first-team AFCA All-American. Um, he can clean 365. So it's like just a little different, uh, but the you know the scheme, all that kind of stuff. Now we'll say I can do a little bit more intricate stuff um, with our guys, so mm-hmm. that's that's a big difference. I can coach the individual a lot more uh, here than I could at Concordia, where you know I was really coaching a lot of first year, second year, third year guys, you know, because you don't really redshirt at D three. So uh, you know, by their fourth year, you know they're you know they're hopefully at the top of their, their game. Where Division two, especially with COVID. Like some of these guys are going to be back for 60 years and they're going to get their masters and, you know, they're 22 or 23 years old. So it's just slightly different in that kind of aspect. Yeah. um, And then the last time we talked, I think I, I didn't joke with you, but I was like, Oh my gosh, you're wearing so many hats. You were like the O-line coach, the OC and strength guy. And I'm like, you are wearing three hats at college football. So does it feel better to just be one thing of like, I can just do O-line. It is. It's, it's actually kind of tough because I'm used to doing so much because I was a high school coach, you know, high school head coach, and then D3, I was assistant head coach. So, like, I wore a lot of hats, and that's kind of like, you know, running guns, kind of like just keep going, going, going. Here, I have, like, a lot of downtime where, you know, I can really refine the playbook stuff. I can be intricate with, again, like we did some – doing some summer film stuff. Um, you know, there's just different ways I got to figure out how to keep my time – you know, beneficial and all that kind of stuff. And then the recruiting piece, you know, in D3, at least where I was, we didn't really go out in the summers and recruit. So 
this year we, you know, we had a big spring push. So in May, I was all at Illinois and Wisconsin schools that recruit Illinois and Wisconsin. Uh, and then June we're at, we're at a lot of camps. So, mm-hmm. you know, those first two weeks of June, I'm, I'm away from home and that's, that's where it's a little different too. Yeah. I just, um, had a coach on the other day. He was a, co- a division three coach. Now he's a head high school coach. And we were talking about Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. Nothing feels as good as making others feel good. Those so-called feel-good holiday films? They can't hold a gingerbread-scented candle to the feeling of giving them something that gives them all the feels. Make this December one to remember. Together. Click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer how how much busy a high school coach is and how busy a college coach is. And he made a comment. He was like, there's high school coaches that don't understand what college coaches go through and vice versa. Like you just said, recruiting, you're recruiting all summer. Like even though it's not as busy, you're still recruiting. Like even though yeah. high school, I said I was busy before we started, but I'm busy coaching. Like I'm just out on the field doing whatever. Right. You're recruiting, right. you're sending messages, you're calling, you're driving, you're doing this. So we were talking about, we were like, Sometimes there's a disconnect between like what high school coaches think they know what college coaches do and then what college coaches who maybe didn't coach high school ball, they just went straight to college, they don't understand what a high school coach does, but you know both. Like you're sitting there going, mm-hmm. I, I already know. Like I already know. So there is a it's sad that there is a small disconnect between some of that sometimes. Yeah. And you know what the crazy thing is too, like Illinois is so much different than Wisconsin and Michigan, because Illinois has those twenty five mm-hmm. practices where Wisconsin only gets five contact mm-hmm. days in the summer. Michigan doesn't get any. So um, it's it's just weird uh, as far as practice goes, right? Mm-hmm. So like padded practice and stuff like that. So uh, it's different talking to each high school coach because I usually build a rapport, a relationship with them talking about like, hey, the summer stuff, blah, you know, how's summer going? Uh, this, you know, this is, this is how things went when I was coaching. Yeah, you know, all that kind of stuff. And uh, some of the Wisconsin guys are like, what? You guys get to practice in the summer, you know? So it's just, uh, it's unique that way for sure. And then, yeah, like you can definitely tell some of the older generation coaches uh, who haven't really done both or been kind of doing one thing the whole time or like, you know, they don't really understand the grind of a high school coach these days uh, where you're doing the, some the workouts at, you know, seven to eight and then you practice in eight to 10 or whatever. Um, it's just and you're doing that for all of June or July, whichever one it is. And, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, it's definitely, I understand both. Well, then I was going to say like, that probably helps you. Like you you just kind of said, it helps you in recruiting a little bit because when you're talking to the, yeah. the high school coach or the high school kid, you could say, well, when I coached in high school, we did this, or I understand what you're going through and you kind of get it. So it probably gives you a little bit of an advantage, a little bit with, with, yeah. with, with recruiting a little bit. Yeah, it's just easier conversation starter and kind of know, you know, like for some of those seven on sevens in Illinois, I know like who's playing who and I can talk trash a little bit about each team and, <laughs> you know, just to just to make a little fun, fun with recruiting. So mm-hmm. and then uh, 
Uh, what was I going to say? But anyway, yeah. So I, I, we were talking about that because he did the opposite of you. He went straight into Division three, and then he was just kind of like, you know, I kind of want to coach high school. So he went to a school in Arizona, did that for a year, and now he's a head coach in Missouri. And Coach Guglielmo, he's a – I don't know if you know who that is or not, but he's on Twitter – and so he just has the opposite. Like, I had to ask him, well, what's your recruiting like? Does that help you out in high school? He goes, oh, yeah, I walked through the hallway. I know exactly how to talk to him. Yeah. When I'm recruiting in the yeah. hallway. He goes, I know exactly how to talk to him mm-hmm. from being in college. And uh, he was like, because some high school coaches complain that, like, college coaches don't answer their messages. And he goes, you know what college coaches go through on a daily basis? They're not going to always check their messages. They're always not going to do this. Or if they see it and it's not about a recruit, they're going to ignore it because they're so busy. Right. So as I was saying, like, I appreciate that's why I appreciate you being on here because I know how busy college coaches are actually, and what yeah. you guys do. Well, we are busy and we're not busy at the same time. You know, it's like we have recruits coming up on campus, and it's just a timing thing. So you just gotta have you just gotta have good management of time. And honestly, being a high school coach, like that helped me a lot because, uh, I, like, I get my work done quick because you only have that hour during the day to mm-hmm. forty five minutes during the day to get your work done. You know, so. Uh, I will always say, and, and, you know, you know, hopefully if I ever get to the division one level, maybe I can have you an argument there, but uh, being a high school teacher and a high school head football coach is the hardest thing I've ever done as far as uh, my time being a good father, you know, trying to be a good father, trying to be a good husband and be a good, good coach and being a good teacher. And then you only have that hour uh, in between there to, you know, get your game plan, get your schedule, get whatever you need to do, especially as a head coach, you kind of just got to, you go 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 so but it's it's also fun at the same time yeah uh, i think we talked last time my head coach took the job january of 2020 and then COVID hit so he got his first head coach experience during COVID. yeah and he's still i think i, I joke with him all the time he's still mentally recovering from it because his mind is like <laughs> his mind is all right. over the place because he's the defensive coordinator yep. too so his mind is just oh just going just going all the time and yep. like Sometimes he'll have a he'll say, Steve, remember when we talked about this? I'm like, you didn't have a conversation with me about this. I didn't. I'm like, you had that with yourself. <laughs> like you're just kind right. of and I make fun of him. He's fine with it. I make fun of it all the time. But yeah, like that's all it makes me not want to be a head coach sometimes the more it goes on. Because <laughs> of COVID. Everybody's still recovering from unless you're a powerhouse program, everybody right. is still recovering from at least high school of like numbers. For I'm, sure. Because you know some of the Illinois schools, so those powerhouses, they didn't they didn't miss a beat. They they're going right. to have their dudes, but you know, like where you coached at, where where I'm coaching at, those type of schools, they're trying mm-hmm. to recover. They're they're trying to recover. Well, look at look at like Lake Park. Uh, you know, that's a could be a good school, and they just mm-hmm. you know with the head coach change and uh, all that stuff, just that that program kind of just got hit a little bit. But yeah, um, it seems like the new guy coming in's decent. Yeah, good things. Um, guy I coached with played college ball with him and coached with him. So, like, good stuff. Nice. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and then I also have noticed there, because we talked about it right before this, there are a lack of coaches. Like, I, I, a little bit, yeah. it, a little bit, it worries me a little bit because I always thought there was a lack of O-line coaches because when I moved up to the suburbs in 2018, one of the niches was, well, what have you coached? And one of it was O-line. They go, oh, like, that was my yeah. way in to, to Walters at Glombard East, Coo coach at East Aurora. Like, I need an O-line coach. And then even with uh, – at Addison, he was like, I want a true O-line guy 
to understand, be the run game coordinator. That was my right. niche to get in. I've coached the defensive line. I've coached quarterbacks, but like that was my niche. So at first I was like, there's no line coaches. Yeah. And they said, well, it's one of the toughest things to do because you have to focus on all five. And then after this year, I'm like, well, now there's just no coaches. Because like I said, we lost four or five and we couldn't find to save our life. Mm-hmm. A coach, whether it was they don't want to be paid, which I understood, or they're, they just don't want to do it. Well, if you can't get them a job in school or, you know, they're not like in the school system, it's tough. And then you just see so many like teachers not wanting to coach these days, it's which a, is kind of kind of crazy. But it it is or 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 they might only do one and that's fine. If they do one. Great. Yeah. But like, yeah, there's some of us in there that do like I do it. I did all three, but I did all three in different high schools last year. That was mm. that was tough. That's going to be crazy. I worked yeah. at Addison, coached football at Addison. Then I coached basketball at Nequa because I live there. Mm. I live over here. And then uh, then I did baseball at York. Like it was just <laughs> – you want to talk about three way, crazy. Di- three way different schools yeah. from each other. Um, <laughs> but I did it, and then I thought about it, and I was like, I'm driving all over the place. And there's some people, like you said, that just don't coach in the building they work in either. Yeah. And I'm sitting here going – I'm doing three at different high schools. Like, yeah, it's not that bad. You know, one thing, one thing too, is like, like some of the head coaches kind of drive guys away too. Like, um, it, you know, I don't want to keep going like old school, new school mentality, but there's definitely a culture shift of, uh, how things used to be and then how things are going now. And that's where, like, if you, if you're a older coach trying to get a job, and you have that old school mentality, like it's going to be tough for you to find a staff because of, you know, how you coach and interact with others. And uh, it's just a different way of going about things now. So, yeah, because there's some that have made that decision of how can I incorporate the old school in this with the new school in this. Right. That was, was one thing I will brag about this till the day I die was Coach Walters because when he brought me on at Lombard East, he told me that. He was like, I am old school. He goes, but I've realized trying to rebuild this program, I can't do that. He goes, I can have mm-hmm. he goes, I can have snippets of it. He goes, but I have to be old school or new school. And I said, well, how are you doing that? He goes, I started off with, we'll play music at practice if they earn it. He goes, Steve, I never thought in my life would I play music at practice. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. And he goes, I don't blow my lid on everything. He goes, you know, yeah. I coach a certain way. Um, I give incentives for things now you'll be amazed i've talked to some coaches about the incentives and mm-hmm. like i want to bring it back up because i just talked to him yesterday was the coach gugiamo he just got the head job and he goes i have incentives for things and i said well what do you mean because he's rebuilding this culture or he's yeah. adding his culture i like that better saying you're adding your culture not rebuilding you're yeah. adding yours he goes the kids just messaged me about getting socks he goes can we get these type of socks and he goes all right um i'll figure out if we can buy them but your weight room uh, attendance has to be like 98%. And then you earn those. Or like the linemen, they'll earn a t-shirt if they get a, two pancakes in a game or something, like they get this t-shirt. Yeah. And he goes, there's old school parents that say, my, my kid doesn't need an incentive. Like, bet you should just be able to show up and do it. And he goes, no, like that's not what they do anymore. Like right. maybe when we all played, it kind of was like that. Like we'll show up. Yeah. And, but now you have to have incentives. And this is just an example of the new school. But like you said, but like, we have to adapt and we have to move with the times and X's and O's people have to move with the times. You have to do things like we're doing that right to keep kids out. We're gonna have to figure out how to get them the football because they want the football. Well, there's so many options for kids nowadays to do things. 
whether they're physical activity or they're esports or whatever it is, you know, yes. there, there has to be an, an enticement to play a physical game of football. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we played it, we love it, we know the benefits, but like, how do we explore that and get that to the kids that have never done that before? So, there's right. got to be, um, you know, a melting pot of both. So, well, especially because of COVID, because COVID made them realize, oh, I can do this or I can do this. And yeah, like a lot of high schools like ours have that EA sports club. I never seen that before. And you, first of all, I'm jealous. You walk by and I go, that's a podcast setup. I want, you see these fancy stuff. <laughs> no. And I'm like, I want that. But they, they did. They're like, I can be on my phone. I can play video games. I can, Maybe I want to play baseball instead, and that's all they want to right. specialize in, which I hate. I hate how kids are like, I'm just going to go be a baseball kid. and For sure. I hate that so much but because I coach baseball too, but like the kids at York even when they're playing baseball, they play other sports. Right. And, and the kid's not going to play sport anymore. At least this is how I feel. They're not going to play sport just to play sport anymore. They're going to play sport if they're going to play multiple sports because of the coaches – that they interact with and the practice and the friends and all well, it has to be a positive experience. Right. Cause like, like I talked about basketball, I became the head freshman coach at this high school, never been a freshman basketball coach. I've always been higher up, but like all summer I told them during basketball camp at the end, I gave my spiel at the end. You talked to them for five minutes, but at the end I said, guys, this is the time to play other sports. And I said, I'm biased. Come play football. I'm very biased. I said, but you want to play volleyball, you want to do track, you want to do baseball, and you've never done it before, talk to me. I know the coaches. I will point you in the right direction. If you don't play football, sure. I will not hold it against you, but yeah. like, let's do this. And then there were some kids that were like, I only do basketball. And I'm like, no, we got to change that. Like, You, right. you got to do something else. And so I think, some again, some coaches ruin some sports because they say, just do this. For sure. Just do this. And I'm like, no, yes, I want you to play football, but in the in the winter, I want you to see you doing wrestling or or basketball. And then in the winter or in the spring, I want to see you doing this. For sure. But then also coaches in the building, high school wise, they have to be on the same page too. Like weight room's oh, yeah. huge. And there's some coaches that are against the weight room for some reason. I don't know why. I don't know why that is. Never understood. Yeah, it's it. crazy. In twenty twenty two you still get that. It's like muscle slows you down or something. Or the, the, the weight makes you your shot. Like Yeah. I told our head basketball coach, he knows it too. He's like, no, they've got to have – the varsity coach there wants them to lift. But, like, they don't have a strength coach. It was always hard for him to be, like, doing all of that. And then, mm-hmm. unfortunately, Coach D was that guy. And then, yeah, yeah he was the guy. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I never understood that either. I, I was at a high school once, and the baseball coach said he doesn't want him to lift – because it would ruin their swing or something. And he was a Cardinal fan. And I said, you you mean to tell me the St. Louis Cardinals don't lift? <laughs> it was like, he thought it was dumb for them to lift. Like, dumb. And I'm like... Man, how did, how just they, look at the transformation of any any baseball player from when they get in the league to when they're done. Or like, you want them to hit the ball harder and farther? Maybe they should lift. Yeah. Or, you know, you want them to have strong joints so they can quickly get up and throw the ball as quickly as possible? Maybe they should lift. I don't. Yeah, it's a crazy thought. Crazy thought. Um, because like when you're recruiting, this is a big deal now. When you're recruiting, you look at guys and be like, "Oh, they're a multi-sport athlete. We gotta look at that kid." Like that's the thing I don't understand is these kids 
they got to realize they'll get recruited if they play more than one sport. Yeah, I mean, that's like one of the first questions I asked. Like, what do you do? Uh, what You know, do you play spring sport? Do you play a winter sport? Whatever. Um, one, it's a converse, conversation driver. And then two, it's just a confirmation of like, you know, this kid's an athlete, right? So they they can do multiple things. They're not just a, uh, a stiff board, which usually you find like at the O-line position, if they play one sport, they're usually those guys who can't bend well. Uh, they're strong, right? But they And they can move people, but they can't move side to side. They don't have that fluidity and they, you know, are stiff. So Right. Yeah, because I've, I've had a lot of conversations this summer trying to do podcasts, but I'm just sending messages. And one guy was like, if they wrestle, you obviously know what they're going to get out of wrestling. But if an old lineman play basketball, they're going to have better feet because mm-hmm. they're, they're running, they're moving. If they throw shot put or disc and track, they're going to have quick feet because of the rotation of what they're doing and – Right and, and all that stuff. He goes, and that's why we like recruiting anybody that does that. But they were talking about O line specifically and D line. They were like, that yeah. means they're gonna have quick hands, they're gonna have quick feet, hand eye coordination. Hopefully, like I play basketball too, and I was an O lineman, so hopefully we get hand eye coordination. But you know, he's like, that's what we look at. And when it's a one sport athlete, we kind of hesitate a little bit, unless right. they're just that good. If they're that good, right. we'll get, we'll try. Right. And I try to tell the kids all the time. If baseball is your sport and you're going to recruit for baseball, hopefully they're asking you, do you play more than one sport? I hope. I, I don't know how baseball recruiting works, but I'm like, I hope that's what right. they ask you. Yeah. And <clears throat> Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I'm, I'm recruiting a kid right now from uh, Wisconsin that, uh, you know, he's looking to play both sports in college. Like, he's that good, you know. So that's just a plus. Like, a kid's an all-conference basketball player, all-conference football player. He's a good athlete, right? We don't know exactly where he's going to be on the football field because he plays quarterback and linebacker, but he's the best athlete on you know on the field because well, he's probably good at basketball because he's the best athlete. But right, he he wants to do that. He wants to be good. He wants to be competitive. Um, you know, and who knows what he's going to play? But you know, just for recruiting purposes, like I want to get that kid because he's he's a competitor. Right, like they don't get it. it's it's that. You learn time management from doing multiple sports. You learn mm-hmm. discipline. I heard somebody say this, and I thought it was great. Like, let's say you're a starter in football, but you're the seventh man in basketball. You learn how to be a teammate because you were supporting the starting five. Like, there's things you can learn and that. And then grades hopefully go along with that because you're time management. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why coaches, I think, learn time management. Like you said, like if you're a teacher in a high school and you're the head coach, you have a planning period to get something done, and that's it. Yeah. So you better be pretty good at time management. And then if you have a family at home, you don't want to bring it home at 730 at night. Like you have to walk For in. Sure. Your wife will yeah. shoot you. Like she'll literally like <laughs> hit you with a frying pan if you're coming in with, with all that. Like, oh, you have to watch film? No, you don't. Okay, you're right. Like you don't want to do right. that. So right. there's just benefits. So I always tell those kids like do multiple sports. And if there's one over the other, cool. But like – don't don't we had guys quitting now not doing just doing one sport and i'm like you will regret this decision yeah at some point well the other part too is like from a productive aspect like when you look in the future for guys we're recruiting if they've been playing multiple sports their whole career uh when they get to college and they spend that first year as a freshman just eating for the first time the right way Mm -hmm. and just lifting and playing football, you know, we play fall and spring, just the, the amount of growth that you're going to see, like a kid who just plays one sport 
has been in that, you know, off season mentality his whole career. So he's kind of peaking, uh, you know, throughout, but the athlete who plays multiple sports is just always going. He doesn't have that peak and that like change of growth in that, you know, freshman year of eating and getting an off season program and all that stuff. So that's something for us. Like, yeah, this kid's like, he's really good now, but like wait until he gets in a program Mm -hmm. with a, certified coach with you know a guy who has a master's and this is the only thing he does uh and then you know getting into that you know everybody fret you eat in the, in the cafe at your freshman dorm you're <laughs> gonna get big no matter what you do so <laughs> yes sir that that happened to me walked down at eiu and i had to gain more weight and you walk in they're like you eat three trays of food and then when i decided to stop playing it was well i'm used to eating three trays of food so you're like give me all that i'm gonna keep eating yeah and kids never lose your metabolism. It sucks. It just is terrible. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I ever had a metabolism. I've always been a pretty big guy, so I would lose weight during basketball because you do all the running. Mm-hmm. But then the rest of the sports was like, okay, now I'm back to my I think I had good metabolism yeah. during basketball because of the running. And yeah. then football it was, well, you're hitting now. You're not running, you're hitting people, you know, and yeah. so I think metabolism was like, oh, you're gonna be shot. And then you get then you get to college and do things you're not supposed to, and it just goes downhill. Yeah. And then here we are, and that's why some of my players think I'm 40 years old and I'm 31. <laughs> they honestly do. I said, "How old do you think I am?" And the new guys, my one returning O lineman, knew the answer. He's a junior. Yeah. And I asked the new guys, and he stood behind me, and he was like, "Don't say it, don't say." It. And some kid was like, "Oh, you got to be your late 30s, early 40s," and he's like. Oh, they said the wrong thing, didn't they, Uh-oh. coach? I was like, yes, they did. I said, I'm 31, and they go, you're 31? I was like, I'm not aging well, guys. I get it. But I said, it's just these white hairs that are popping up all over the place. Yeah, it's, it's from them. I name I'm like, hey, this right here, I'm naming you because you caused it. Um, But, yeah, sorry, I went on my tangent of multiple sports because it's just that's what we're, oh, no. that's what we're dealing with over here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like I said, we got to turn around a little bit. Thirty-two freshmen's pretty good. I'm going to take that. Yeah, it's real good. They're they're hungry. Your school's but... only got like twelve hundred or thirteen hundred. Oh like no, that. it's like two thousand. Oh, it is okay. So it's even. Well, still, so that's pretty good though. With I mean, there's probably about five hundred athletes in the school or so, something like that. Four hundred. Well, I wish I wish it was twelve hundred because like through the program, I think it's sixty or seventy. So it's not where we want. Okay. It. So it's not yeah. where we want it. Like I said, you know, COVID really hurt because mm. that October of 2020, me and Coach D walked out there, and he might know better than I do, but I swear there was like 25 linemen or 30 linemen or something. And we looked, I remember we looked at each other. We had just met throughout the summer, and we were like, this will work because we can have just a D line and just an O line. Like with this many, we can figure it out, you know? Mm-hmm. And then we came back in that spring, and it like got cut in half. And we were like, oh, Okay. And then going into 2021, we retained some of them, but then it quickly realized we have to play them both ways. Mm. And, and you know, playing in certain conferences up here, not it, that doesn't always work. Like, right. Going up against Lions Township or Lombard West, like, it's just not going to work. Right. Um, and then this year, it's even gone the other way because kids want to go be wide receivers they want the football and i yeah i've had to convert guys to linemen and then they don't want to do it and you know i have to have the conversation with them you know hey yeah 
okay, you want to be this position, but guess what? I can tell you right now, you are not going to play that position in this. Yes. So do you want to play? And they'll say yes. And I'll say, okay, if you play guard, you will play every snap. Oh, I don't want to be a lineman. I don't like hitting or being in the box. Okay. So then when I want my water with four ice cubes on the sideline, you can get it for me. And then when you're asking why you're not playing, I'm going to say, remember that conversation we had in July? For sure. Like, I've already had those conversations with three kids. Like, it's already happening. And so, don't worry. We have plenty of skill guys. Freshman groups are just yeah. full of them. But that's why, going back to, the, like, the new school, I'm not making fun of the, This is not my wing tee making fun of segment, even though I would never run the wing tee. But... <laughs> There's kids that want the football, but they don't want to be a running back that's getting it handed to them and they have to run downhill. Yeah. They want to try mm-hmm. to get in space. And so we've had to make tweaks of how do we do that besides just throwing it because it's not always going to work. Like yeah. I had to research option stuff out of spread and doing this. I'm giving little snippets away about what we mm-hmm. might do, but like that's motions and this and that. And right. why did we have to do that? Because we have to kind of cater to okay, we have some skill guys. How do we get them to football? How do we keep right. them interested in playing football? Um, so we, the kids in the slot, hey, maybe we have to run jet and toss it to them. Maybe we have to do an option and pitch it. Um, we, we, we don't know. We, we were banging our heads against the wall. I've had to research wide zone all offseason. I had to research this and this. <laughs> and like, I'm losing my hair over it. And, you know, I'm trying to do three sports. And But yeah, yeah. it's been tough. So I had to go back to my option routes and, and, and do this. And people make fun of me because I make fun of people that run the, that do Bauer Eye stuff. And like, I'm like, we're not there yet. We're still, you're, you're coming, come close. <laughs> we're getting closer. Like football's yeah. going to be back full circle. It's just a full circle because like you are West Chicago, you guys ran spread and stuff. Well, now guys are going back to, Hey, maybe if we do two tight ends. What if we do, yeah. Wing back and orbit motion. What if we do buck sweep? What if we do this? And well, they don't have the linemen, you know, so that's why they do it down, down, pull around, fear stuff. You know, it makes sense for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and it takes a lot of work to put the spread stuff in now if you don't really want to coach the line, right? Like if you don't have linemen or a line coach, it just makes sense. Go down, 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 uh, trap the first guy you see, and then we're going to read the other guys. Yeah, because I've been, I've all if I've ever coached O line, I've always been by myself besides one time. And it was when I was mm-hmm. at Glenbard East. I wasn't the main O line guy. I was the assistant too. And he was mm-hmm. a he's a great O line coach, and I was helping him out. And we both realized we were like having two O line coaches is the best. Oh, it's a game game changer. And that was the first time. And ever since then, I really haven't. I've done it by myself. Like mm-hmm. the past three years at Addison, I've been doing it by myself. And this has been the first year where I'm like, I wish that the varsity level I had two. Yeah. Like, I wish I had another set of eyes because installing something new, um, changing some blocking rules to make it easier. Like I wish, because now I got to make sure, because I want all the individual time in the world because For sure. you give me 15 minutes and I feel like because I'm by myself, I have to make sure everything is right. Well, then I don't get to everything and it yeah. sucks. It just oh, sucks. Yeah. Like, do you have someone else helping you up there? Because it's just. Uh, no, we have a student assistant that does uh, some stuff, but he's, you know, he's 20 year old mm-hmm. guy who used to play football that wants to coach. So it's not the same, uh, you know, but again, I'm used to. Yeah. 
doing it on my own. So it's, you know, I've got a system and, you know, this is how it, uh, you know, goes and just make sure it's organized. That's really the biggest thing. And, um, not being afraid to argue with your OC for more individual time, or, uh, if there's too much and you want to work on team stuff, like be able to voice your opinion and all that stuff is important now. So, yeah, but for us, if we have to do defense that day too, so I lose the argument. Like, mm-hmm. did you know how it is? Like, if you have to do offense and defense that day or just oh, something, yeah. it's like, do I lose time because of this? Um, right. Because that, that's the beauty of college. You can just do offense all day, so you can just – you can figure it out. Me, it's like, hey, the emphasis today is defense. You'll get 15 minutes of offense individual, but the rest is defense. And then the next day – Now, l- let me ask you that question because that's an interesting question, probably another podcast, but – uh, you guys do an offense day and a defense day because you want your best players playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what? Why not teach the bad kids? You know, have your best kids who, who can play offense, your best kids who play defense, instead of intertwining that. Why don't you do like a try to two squat as much as you can? That's what we try to do in 2021. Believe it or not, like yeah. we we really tried so like i don't know if this will answer we tried to do where let's say okay tuesday is a varsity offensive day so the the varsity offense that we think we're going to play are going to do offense the kids that play defense are going to go do defense like Mm -hmm. if that makes sense so that way we had tried to have just defensive coaches and just offensive coaches and then we bring it together but then we had that conversation like why because i would complain obviously about i want the best o-lineman on there but right. then it, that question did become, but he might be better suited at a defensive position. So why don't we just find sure. somebody to stick in there? So you are, and we would try that. And then when that kid got killed and he's getting driven back <laughs> in the backfield, right? Then what would it, it would become is why is he getting driven in the backfield? And I'm like, well, you see, <laughs> he's just not supposed to do that. <clears throat> but right, we tried. We try very hard, and we try it with. The O line, D line. We try our very best, mm-hmm. at least in that position, to not have them start both ways in this. Yeah. In up here in the suburbs, where I come from, you played both ways. That's just what it was. Right. right. Because every school did that. Up here, we try our very best. Now, if a skill position guy has to go both ways, we were like, you're just gonna have to suck it up because you're supposed to be an yeah. athlete. Um, but you you are correct. We tried that in 2021. We're coming in here now, trying it again, mm-hmm. and. Like, do you guys try to hide, you know, it sounds bad, quote unquote, right? Hide players, but like, you know, you could you could hide certain players in certain spots just to fill a need uh, in there. Yeah. You know, it's always kind of a question like what's important, um, you know, playing your best players that are tired. Are they still at the same level as some of the, you know, a fresh guy? Right. And that's and honestly, I think uh, Fair State kind of makes that claim a little bit but they obviously have some of the best athletes in the nation right uh you know they play 10 offensive linemen throughout a game they'll switch them in, in series they'll switch them and you know uh sam parker's the line coach would will tell you um they they don't care if like you know because you know if there's a there's a drop off in any second group that you're going to have but uh it's it's better to have 50 percent reps uh you know or sorry, let's say he takes 80, 80, 80, there's 80 snaps in the game, and one guy takes 40, the other guy takes 40. It's better to have that at 100% than one guy taking 80 reps at 80%, right? Right. Um, so that's kind of like 
I always go back and forth in my head about that kind of stuff. Yeah, we, we've thought about that. Like, if this kid is good on both, but he might be a little bit better on defense, maybe he should play defense and we hide if he's a slot receiver. Well, we'll put somebody out there and we just kind of hide it. Like, we've had that conversation. Yeah. I've had the conversation in my head and with, with them, like, do we switch linemen? Like, maybe this kid's a pulling guy. So when we want to yeah. run certain plays, we switch him. So, like, when he's over here, we can pull him or this or that. And But then I'm the guy – because I'm stupid simple. I'm so stupid simple. I pa- I panic. <laughs> I panic in the fact that I don't want to make it harder on them. And I yeah. And, and coming into this year, I'm like overcompensating because I've gone back and changed inside's own blocking rules. Like I won't say what we're doing this year because I don't want to give everything away. But like last year, I did traditional like uncovered, uncovered. If he's head up to mm-hmm. the gap that we're running to, you're covered. If he's a backside shade or a backside gap, you're not covered because that's not where we're going. Right. We're going this way, unless you're so uncovered and the other guy asks for help. Like, hey, I need help. Let's double team. Right, right, right. I had to change that. You think that's simple enough. And it, I was getting kids down blocking so hard that it opened up this gap. You know, I was. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun. So winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino style games to choose from, you too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a world. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. You know, freshmen were getting confused on who they were blocking. So I had to come in and this year and just say, how do I make it simple? And then I panic because I want it to be simple. I don't want them to think. And, yep. you know, um, I don't butt heads with our OC. He's a great guy. And then, but I'll come in with certain ideas. He has certain ideas. And then I'm also the type of person that's like, once we have our discussion, I kind of lean towards what he'll want to do as long as we get I get right. something out of it. Right. Uh, we don't argue. We don't get yell at each other. But, like, he has his thoughts. I have my thoughts, and we move on. Yeah. When it comes to O-line, I kind of get my way because he's never coached it, so he kind of lets yeah. it go right. as long as it fits. But then, like, wide zone, I have to use those blocking rules because we don't want wide zone. Right. You don't want him coming back down. You want him to go that way. And so I'm like, well, what the hell am I doing because – but believe it or not, telling them that it's wide and we're going a little bit wider and that's why the rules are this, for the install purposes, at least they understood it. They were like, okay. Like, yeah. um, but that's that's me. Like I've been so complicated in the past. And then when it doesn't work, I could sit here and tell you it's the kids or it's this. I could, yeah. that's, the, my, that's the easy way out. For sure. But I will sit here and tell you it's my fault and that's why I sit there and I go, what can I do to make it easy on varsity, but it's also my job to make sure it's easy for the freshmen because when it's the run game, they'll look at me and say, well, what's the blocking rules? Like, what do you want us to do? So mm-hmm. it's on me. So I'm like, well, I have to make it simple. So it's, for sure. that's my long winded answer for some of this, but it's just like, <laughs> cause you're rebuilding a program. You're trying to put in culture. And so I'm trying to 
if I can make it easy and then they pick it up and then they get to varsity, maybe then I could start, you know, tweaking it and doing what I want, like doing all that. But those are good points of, and we've talked about it. Like, how do we hide kids? How do we get the best that we can, right. but then also like not, you know, tire these kids out that, you know, and yeah. And then, and, and, and trust me, it was on me because there was times where I might've put too much focus on the varsity players and not the sophomores, Yeah, you know, because yeah. with individual time, you're worried about them getting what they need. But this, exactly. year, but this year I put my foot down and saying like, you're all going to get reps. I really don't care. You will get reps. Yeah, it's um, huge. It is you. And like individual time, you will get reps. I promise you. Like I told the head coach, I'm admitting my faults right now. I screwed up last year. I didn't do a good enough job making sure this was done and this is done. I'm changing it. And I mean, he respected me for it. He was like, nobody come. People don't come in here and say they made mistakes. I'm like, I do. I will tell you right where I make a mistake. Mm -hmm. Because part of my job is getting better. So I talk to coaches, I go to clinics to figure it out and say, I did wrong and I'm going to fix it. So yep. that's all I can do. And I mean, maybe that's why I get jobs. I don't know. Cause I tell them where I screw up, but then another one of my faults, I take too much blame. I sit there and go, it's all my fault. Like <laughs> if we get sacked I, I, initially, I'm like, that's my fault. Then I watch the film. I go, Oh, the quarterback ran to the right when it was a pocket. That's why we got sacked. You know, <laughs> like it's not my fault. Yeah. But you are you are right in that. Um, but yeah, see now you got me. Now it's your podcast. You're asking me the question. Yeah, now well, it's, hey. <laughs> now it's yours. Um, something else I was going to ask you: the strength and conditioning, which is kind of your background. Are you seeing it pop up more in high schools? The more you're looking around, like how much bigger it's getting than before. Oh, yeah, I mean, geez, some of these weight rooms you see, some of these schools I go into, you see the weight rooms. It's like. Holy cow! Mm -hmm. um, they, you know they rival some some like D one you know weight rooms. It's some when I was recruiting Michigan Granville, mm -hmm. their weight rooms like one of the best weight rooms in the nation. Um, you know you go down to some Wisconsin schools, same deal, and Illinois, same deal. So it's it's definitely becoming a bigger thing. And if you're a school who hasn't renovated that space yet, you know you're you're going to be behind. That's just the bottom line. Nope. Um, in all, in all athletics, right. It's not just football. It's all athletics. So, and then the, the piece, you know, where West Chicago, we talked about it a little bit is, you know, might have a hand up is getting a strength and conditioning coordinator, uh, -huh. uh just a dude who does that, not just a coach who, who has that class. You know, that's one of the biggest things you find is the football coach usually coaches the strength and conditioning and some program they find online that they've been doing for 30 years. Um, it's not the way it's, it's not the way it is anymore. So, well, like, you know, it, it's forever changing. Like, um, mm -hmm. coach Banster who has his podcast and stuff, he, you know, he was talking to me about, it. he goes, I've really, he's bought into the feed the cat stuff from, from Tony Holler and stuff. Yeah. And he goes, Steve, like he's the head coach now. So he's like, that has just made us so much faster. I have, I get it. And he goes, and it's forever. Like, you know, I'm always asking questions and then the guys that stick to the old school ways of it are going to be behind. Like you said, like there is something cool about one rep maxes all the time and being like, I can lift this. Like, and especially yeah. if you're not playing sports anymore, like we can all do that. And there is something mm -hmm. to that, but like, you know, cause you know more about strength than I do, but like it is forever changing and it is different for each person. So the way you yeah. might lift is going to be different the way I go in there and do it because it's just, sure. it's different. And there's some high schools up here in the suburbs. We know for a fact 
that some of these strength guys are getting teacher salaries to be a strength guy. That's yeah. the way it's going. Right. And it's huge. Not just for football, but all all across sports. 100%. And that's how that's how it should, that's honestly all the southern states do that. You know, they have a strength conditioning coach that does sports. You know, in the it's just it's different in the south obviously, but um if you wanted to to give your kid, you know, your student population the best chance to succeed in whatever they're doing that's something you got to do so and there's some high schools yeah, the f- they have four they have four of them that's crazy <laughs> and i can tell you who it is after we're done but that joe went and visited and he goes steve they have four oh. and i go they do he goes yeah <laughs> then some have two some have three and i'm like what right now they're teachers and then they're doing that on the side then there's some yeah. that are full-time that's all they do. I'm like, ooh, okay. Wow. And if you guys can hear, if you guys can hear that, that's my chocolate lab barking at somebody. But that's okay. <laughs> but yeah, that that was one of my questions. I know you're a strength guy, and I'm like, I wonder if it's yeah. the, that's the new craze now is like the strength stuff and speed and being fast, the RPR yeah. stuff like that's well, become the RPR stuff's new, but like the feed the cat stuff. Like if you have any background and strength conditioning that is not new whatsoever that's that's been around for a long time it's mm-hmm. just been it, like people old coaches who don't know or don't want to learn don't understand that stuff or don't have a degree in that or didn't take those classes whatever uh but the feed the cat stuff has been like if you go to any <laughs> any d1 college level you know that's what they're doing along with the weight room stuff right but like that's their speed and agility is you know what that feed the cats kind of concept is so or do you think it was just because it was a track concept first it almost seemed like it was for track and so they probably thought it's not for football well any any speed stuff like that has been like central nervous stuff has been around for a long time it's just uh-huh. never been promoted or because you know you look in the strength world uh, like on a football strength staff right now there's a lot but in the past there was only one guy you know, mm-hmm. that would run everybody else as a GA or something, right? So, right. you know, that knowledge really is kind of hasn't been pushed anywhere. Now it has now in the last 10 years or so, but like the last 20 to 30 years, I mean, that stuff's been around. Like I've known about that since 2005, you mm-hmm. know? So, um, well, you're, you're a smarter guy than I am. Like all that stuff. <laughs> no. I, I understand the basics. Like you could, you could probably teach me basics and I'm going to understand it. I walk in. Our new strength guy um, helped out at Northwestern, so he's coming in, mm-hmm. and I understand it. Now, yeah. the continued study of it, I'm like, ah, I'm not going to – if you told me I'm going to get a job out of it, I will study it, and I will understand it, and I'll know it like this. Yeah. I understand the basics. I understand movement. For sure. I understand flexibility. But all that stuff, the way it keeps evolving, I'm like, you guys do that, and I'll worry about the run game. You do that, and I'll do mm-hmm. the, the 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 selfishness in me is like you do that, and I'll do this. But I'll help out when needed. Like if you want to show me, I've got it. And it's not hard. It's weightlifting. It's it's whatever. And yeah, it's just a lot of learning the new speed stuff and understanding like this kid is not squatting well, squatting well today because his body's not reacting the right way. So maybe he needs right. to do just the bar. Or maybe he needs to go do this. Like that's the stuff I'm gonna learn is. Hey, they're sore. Their their body's not reacting right. So let's figure out something else. Whether than the old school right. way of like, nope, you're gonna do it anyway. Be tough, yeah. Right. Be tough. And, but that's just the new craze. And, um, you know, 
it got big to, for me personally when Alabama started talking about it. And all of a sudden it was, well, wait mm-hmm. a minute, wait a minute, they're doing it. <laughs> or Indiana, because that strength staff from Indiana went to Alabama and just like yep. shot it through the roof. Yeah, but they've been doing that stuff since the early 2000s. And nobody's yeah. just because, you know, there wasn't Twitter. There wasn't, you know, I mean, Facebook was what, just starting. There's no YouTube. There's no learning platform except unless you went to a clinic. And the only guys going to a strength clinic are strength guys. Right. You know? Um, I feel like that helps you out with your old lineman having that strength background big time. Big time. Yeah. For me, it's the biomechanics background. Yeah. Uh, just because I can see. You know, I could see something wrong in a second and fix it pretty quickly. So I, I, that I do feel like helps a lot. Um, and then I can coach the individual. Like I changed a lot of the stances from our guys um, just because, you know, from a bio, from a from mechanical standpoint, um, like it's just, you know, you say the three-point stance is always going to make everybody lower, right? Mm-hmm. Just the old school mentality. Well, not really because they if their hips – you can't fix natural uh, – like limb length and stuff like that. So if their hips don't align perfectly in their three-point stance, they, they're going to pop straight up. Mm-hmm. There's nothing you can do to fix that. I don't care how much shooting work you do, how much squatting you do. So you, your stance has to be appropriate to, to kind of fit, fit that person, you know. So we, I do a lot of that kind of stuff as far as, you know, making that stance uh, appropriate for the person to be able to fire out, not up. So That's one thing I'm fighting with myself is – I'm a big three-point stance guy because in the old school and me back here is like three-point stance, three-point stance. Yeah. But I'm also accepting all summer we're going to teach them three-point stance. And then once we get into August, if it's just like, you know what, that looks awkward, they're they're not doing this, maybe I have to do a two-point yeah. stance when we get into August and see how that works. But I've had bad experiences before where I like you guys can do two point stances and then as the game goes on, you know how it is. They're just standing up. Yeah, and, see, they've got to be a disciplined kid, right? That, that's where it gets tough for sure. Uh, if they, you know, if there's if there's two point stance changes every other play, then that's a problem. But um, you know, that's where at my level it's just it's different. Right? I can't do some of the things I do right now that I didn't. You know, at, at West Chicago, there's there's no way I'd be able to do them at West Chicago. You know, so right. Um, and you get to have more meetings and all that stuff to Correct. work on that. And you know how it is like tomorrow I'll have them come in at eight 30 in the morning, talk to them for 20 minutes. And that's it. Like I'm stealing, yep. I have to steal time somewhere like practice at right. nine, but get there at eight 30. I'll talk to you for 20 minutes and we go outside. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they got to have a notebook, a piece of paper and write it down. And then, then they get mad at you when I say, I'll be on huddle later. Why do we write it down for? Well, because I made you. <laughs> And then, well, then they forget their email or their password to their huddle and they don't watch huddle for whole, whole summer. I know it. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, coming in on that Saturday or that Monday. Hey, anybody watch the huddle notes I put up there? And then they get their phone out right then and there. Well, hold on. And I'm like, you know, we can see when you guys, yeah, how long right. you've been on there. Uh, um, without giving everything away. You still going to be a spread team up there? You're not going wing T on me, are you? You're going to be. No, we're at, we, we're a pro team actually. Okay. Uh, up here, so uh, we do a lot of, you know, tight end fullback sets or tight end sets. A lot of 11, 12, 21, 20. Um, a lot of different looks. You know, mid zone power game. So uh, nothing fancy. You know, we have big linemen. That's kind of what we hang our hat on is the run game. So uh, if I don't do a good job with that, I'll be out of here. <laughs> Now you'll be fine. You'll be totally fine. 
It's your yeah, first not, year. You're not, fine. That's right. That's right. I mean, only certain people can be let go after one year. You have to try. You have to try to be that's let go. That's true. Um, that's another thing I'm learning is mid zone and inside zone are two different things. And I'm like, why are they? Yeah. Why are they different? And I've had to learn that because I'm stupid. So when I learn that, I'm like, what do you mean they're different? Like. To me, mid mid zone is like almost triple option stuff, and they're like, yeah, kind of like. Yeah, you can look at it like that. That's what I'm doing this year. Is our inside zone is more mid zone, <laughs> but I'm not calling it that. Mm-hmm. Like I'm taking. Yeah. We're aiming for the center. That's how bad it was last year. Our guys would, because <laughs> you know how it is. You aim for the guard or inside leg of the guard. Well, they started to go this way. Go, yeah, try to can't have an imagination. Yeah. Yes, they see the moment they see it's blocked up, they try to go this way. And I'm like, well, yeah. what if it's blocked up? Well, that means the A gap or something's probably open here. <laughs> and so I had to change it. So I'm telling the running backs, you're aiming for the center. I really don't care. And again, I'm overcompensating. So my hope is they aim for the center and we'll get what we're supposed to go. You mm-hmm. know, you know what I mean? And oh, that, yeah. that's why if you if if we do it right and people watch it, they might say, hey, they're running mid zone because of how it looks. It's it's right. it's straight on like dive principles. Right. Yeah, the the reason I like mid zones because it can hit like outside zone or it can hit like inside zone, and I don't like teaching two different. You know, although they're the same play sort of inside zones, a lot more vertical, and you have to be you, you have to have some really good double teams to get a vertical push. There's no lateral movement by the linebackers. Uh, outside zone, you have to have a really good running back to be able to press that edge and cut when he needs to. Uh, mid zone, you kind of get away with you know having a mediocre running back. Uh, just put a foot in the ground and get vertical and get some yards. So that's why I like it. It's a lot easier for me to teach, and it can hit both ways. Hit outside, it could hit backside too. So yeah, for me, it all and I probably sound stupid. A part of it's kind of like ISO to me because ISO we're double teaming everywhere, and it could hit where that insert guy's going, or it might hit the A gap, mm-hmm. might hit tight, it might hit the B gap, it might hit here. We don't know. We have no idea. Yeah. So that's kind of where those principles come from. And like zone insert, kind of the same thing for us, like yep. inserting that wing or the, the H back. You know, we'll do all that. I'm not giving anything away. We did it last year. So, but like, it's fine. But yeah, if you yep. watch it, you're going to say, like, actually, it looks like dive <laughs> more than anything. It looks more like we're just not hitting the end. We're reading him and doing other things. Right. Uh, well, one of the problems is everybody had this big, I don't know, it's like last year, two years ago, everybody had this big thing about, is it inside zone or is it duo? That was like, me. If you can't, that was me. Yeah. <laughs> like, if like, what's the what's the difference? It's the same play if you want to hit it vertical like that. So it's, you know, what zone is supposed to be a lateral moving play to so you can get catch the defenders moving, right? Right. If you wanted to run a vertical, just run, just run duo, <laughs> just run ISO, just run, you know, gap. So... Someone told me, I don't think it was you, but somebody said, oh, duo is, instead of them going towards the back or they're going to, they're going to the opposite. Like, if you've got a 5-1-3-5, the two guys blocking the one are going left. Yeah, instead of yeah going we talked about that. It might have yeah. been you, I think. I don't remember. My memory is just, <laughs> I don't remember driving you to practice. You probably talked to a lot of people, yeah. Well, that or I don't even remember driving to, to school. Like, this morning, you're just driving. You get there, and you're like, I don't remember the drive here. I don't remember what I was doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've had those. Uh, they make fun of me for my hair, so I'm like, it's because it's falling out. I'm losing my memory, <laughs> and um, I, I was that guy that said that as an inside zone or duo, but I did it to piss people off. I was stirring the pot a little bit. Like, <laughs> is it really like? I really don't care. Oh yeah, I really don't care. No, I was like, yeah, I don't either. 
and then people are telling me duo is power without the polar which i said okay yeah. that, that makes sense or just run tackle wrap with it it looks like that pull the tackle around it looks exactly <laughs> the same we right. might we might dabble in that too there's things we're dabbling with <laughs> but that scares me because you need uh, athletic tackles it scares me to death some guys can move yeah and but see that's a that's an inexpensive play where you try it if you don't like it get rid of it because you have your base plays already you know mm -hmm. like if you're an inside zone wide zone power team and then you add this and it doesn't work you just toss it yeah right and, and another thing i'm changing is i'm not doing skip pulls anymore on power i'm going to do the old sickle shuffle in and go you're going to shuffle shuffle or are you open pull just shuffle shuffle yeah like the a gap power stuff yep yeah that's another yeah change. i like that i think that's I, I don't know. So we're, we don't hit it so tight like that. And, you know, we, we play a lot of these, uh, they call them 40 ace defenses. So those DNs are dual reading our tackles. So they pinch so hard and collapse the gap. So it's tough sometimes because we will always log that, mm -hmm. um, you know, so the, that that's where I've got to kind of be like, I don't know if the shuffle shuffle gets enough depth. I don't really, I've never done it. So I don't know. Neither have I. I've always been a skip pole person. And then what what started to happen was maybe I shouldn't have given up on it so quickly, but before I got there, they would just open and pull, you know, square. Yeah. And I don't like that because of my stupid kinesiology mind of it. When you open like that and then you're trying to get back up, now you've got to plant and waste energy going this way instead yeah. of staying square, seeing where you're going and immediately planting the foot and go. Right. So they would start to revert back when they got tired or when they didn't remember where they were supposed to go for some reason, they would just revert back to, I'm going to open up. Yeah. Or they wouldn't f do a full skip pull so their momentum wasn't going that way and we were hitting A-gap anyway because that's that's where they were going and right. all that stuff. So then this offseason, I started to see more of the shuffle. And so I started to ask people, like, you know, why do you do this? What helps? They some gave me different answers. They said it helps the O line see better because they have to stay square. It helps if a defensive lineman comes flying up because they'll hit them, and that's why it hits a gap because it almost becomes a mm. double team sometimes. Um, may and then sometimes they actually might hit the end, like you said. If we if the tackle can get off and that guy comes in, they hit the end, and he runs right behind, and hopefully that tackle yeah. will get in the way of the linebacker. So. I mean, you could hit the same thing with the skip pull, but they just said that's kind of what they liked. And I said, okay, whatever helps my guy stay square, I'm right. all for. So I haven't tried it yet because we're really focusing on zone right now. But when I get mm -hmm. to it, I'm going to see how it looks because I'm also doing the scooch. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm really trying that this year. Um, probably not going to work, knowing me, but I'm going to try <laughs> I've been trying it because how do we get to that guy quickly that's far away for yeah. a double team not for wide zone but just for inside zone if he if you're the backside tackle and there's a guy head up the guard and he wants help how do you get there quickly to close the gap well and then to teach him i said it's half of a skip pull guys so that's how i was able to teach it and like run if we're not going to be mm -hmm. big we're going to run and we're going to run them off the ball so so instead of taking a bucket you're saying or open whatever uh you're, you're kind of half skip pull that yeah, double team or whatever. Yeah, like yeah. foot quickly plants into your crotch and go. Like it's just trying yeah. to get that going and not taking that full back. I right. tried to do it last year. Uh, coach Rudolph, the old line coach at U Ohio University, I talked to him last year and he's like, "Yeah, we're doing that." But when I talked to him, it was like 
the end of July. And I said, this mm. is interesting. I kind of want to do it. And he said, don't. And I said, why? <laughs> he said, why? And he goes, because you need all summer to work on. If you try to do it in your season, it's not going to mm. go well. Yeah. So my dumbass in a week's time said, nope, I want to try it. Tried it. And they either wouldn't do it or they yeah. they skip pulled into it. And I'm like, right now right. we've lost even more ground and we're trying to get it. So. Yeah. So I made sure this summer, the first thing I'm doing is they never load step before in their life. I had to teach them to load step and scooch. Mm. Like, again, they never had like a true O-line coach. Yeah. Our head coach. It makes a, it tough. Our head coach did it, but he's a defensive guy. He played linebacker. So he told me what he would do with them. And I'm like, no, we're doing this. Like yeah. a true guy. I played O-line. A coach did. We're going to do it. So <laughs> sorry for ranting, but those are just things I'm working on because – Sometimes I say, and some guys go, like I talked to the, the, the line coach at uh, South Dakota, University of South Dakota. I said something about scooch, and he goes, we do that. And I was like, well, hold on. Let me take notes. Like, what, what, like Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I never heard of that before. I never did that before until Rudolph at Ohio told me about it. Right. Yeah, I've seen it a little bit. I've never dabbled. Uh, I like running, so I teach. I heard, uh, you know, friends uh, speak a long time ago about a line run blocking and you know he was just talking how dumb he is and i'm right up there with him so uh just trying to teach the guys how to run off the run block and take take your first two steps and then kurt anderson you know uh just try to make it rhythmic all that kind of stuff so um you know at, at some point for me i'm i'm not smart enough to do some of these things so i uh just really work on running off the ball and and uh, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, some of the stuff I'm using for even like, I'll use them for all multiple. So like if I'll write like inside zone, we're only using this technique or this technique and that's it. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, and then, yeah, yeah. then, you know, like wide zone, you're just gonna turn your hips and run. Like, so this is the only technique yeah. you need to know. Power, we can steal reps on like how you double team or down block. We can steal reps somewhere learning that, right. you know, so. Some of these guys that are like, hey, for inside zone, you've got these five different techniques you can use. I'm like, no. We're going to do these two <laughs> because I'm not smart enough to to do that and, and to teach it right. every day. And um, But my biggest fear, the reason why I went to Scooch was because, like you said, old school, not even old school, it's just running off the ball. My biggest fear, and I'm overcompensating, is protecting the gap. Like mm -hmm. we would churn so hard and he shot, they would shoot in and just go. If it's yeah. power, cool. Like we're just going to take him on an inside zone or something. That's going to kill it, and I don't want that to right. happen. So how can I keep them square and go? You know, and I had right. last year I had two athletic guards, so I was like, this should work. Like they should be able to do that, you know. And I'd like to think my reasoning fit why I was doing it. But what was cool was this year, at least when we came into the summer, I said we're gonna learn how to scooch, and some of them remembered. They're like, oh yeah, I remember this, and they just did it. So I was like, okay, hopefully oh, that's good. Yeah, that helps. But then they were just kind of like, when do we use it? And so I broke it in half. And I said, this is what we're going to do. I even gone old school and had to get their shoulder into them and run. Like, I have to go old school on this inside zone. Like, mm -hmm. And I hate it. I love using the hand inside. I love that. You know, when I walked on at college, now I have to really, like, get underneath guys and mm. flipper and do the old school, like, blocking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I hate it. I feel like it goes against everything I want to do. <laughs> you talking about, like, the Crowther kind of deal? Yes. Yeah. Even on inside zone double team, I have to. Yeah. That's what we're doing, and 
some do it that way but for me i was like i really want to focus on hand placement like one hand and then you know when to get the second hand in and mm-hmm. but if we're doing that i i have the mentality this year if we get three yards i'm a happy guy if we get three yards on this run play i am the happiest guy on the well, sideline yeah. and, and if they go what if we get two i'm like i'm still happy because we're moving forward if you get to the line of scrimmage or negative then the headset might come off and i might stand there and look and be like why like what just happened yeah and if i hear a fan in the stands yell just block somebody i would throw the headset to them and say <laughs> you do it yeah um coach i've taken over an hour i wanted to make sure i only had you for like an hour no i appreciate uh, it um anything else you want to ask me it was your podcast for half of it <laughs> <laughs> no man good luck this season and uh you know keep on keeping on Hey, I'll try. I hope you guys win all your games. I'll have to send oh, Watkins yeah. a message and be like, "Hey, like he's yeah. coming for you." That's right. We got. We lost. Uh, you know, I was. We weren't. I wasn't part of the staff. Watkins actually was last year at St. Thomas when we lost. Uh, lost to him at a field. I think it was a field goal block, and their tight end recovered it into the end zone. So mm. uh, they ended up winning like twelve to nine or something like that. I'm like a fluke. Uh, kind of deal. They were going to tie it, and then they ended up, you know, winning uh, that way. So, uh, hopefully, it's a competitive game, and we get after. We're playing up there. So, was that the school you're at now, or was that at Concordia? No, so Michigan Tech. Yeah, played okay. St. Thomas last year. Yeah, because you just got there in the spring, right? Yeah, February. Yeah. I guess I never asked if you're liking it. I assume you are. I'm assuming. It's yeah, I love it. I'm a UP guy, and although I'm from Illinois, and they just went to school in the UP, and my wife and I love it up here. So it's a lot slower life and a really good school district for my daughter. So, Well, that was the big difference from central Illinois to the suburbs, mm-hmm. how much busier it is up here. And oh, yeah. I'm from one-lane roads, two-lane roads. <laughs> yeah. And then up here, I have to take 88 to 355 every day. I'm like – Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my my commute to my house is five minutes. You know, I'm not used to not used to that. It used to be an hour, then it was 35 minutes when I was at Concordia. So, oh yeah, because that's way in the city, isn't it? That's mm-hmm. I don't even know if I've been there before. I don't think I have. Yeah, it's it's in River Forest, so it's like maybe 10, 15 minutes from like downtown downtown. So it's right outside the kind of outskirts. I think we drove by. We had to play Proviso East at a community college by Elmwood yeah. Park somewhere. Yep. Yep, right there. I can't remember the community college. It used to have football, but now it doesn't. Trinity? Yes. Or yeah. Titan? Yeah. Yeah. We had to play yeah. Proviso East there. Yep. Because Proviso East, this would be the last thing. Have you seen their new stuff? Oh, yeah. Our track coach went, they had to go there for a track meet, and he said, Steve, their locker rooms are college level locker rooms. Oh, yeah, that's nice. I know. And I, Hopefully they can do something. Uh, uh, Baseball-wise, they didn't have a freshman baseball team again. Oof. Proviso West didn't either. They didn't have that. They only had varsity. And their varsity team had nine kids or ten kids for oh, baseball. Geez. Like, they're trying. Well, I hopefully, mean, the, hopefully the facilities bring some kids out. Hopefully Proviso East. Proviso West is probably next in getting turf. Mm-hmm. But, but Proviso East got new bleachers, the new track, their jumbo board. It's Wow. It's it's cool. I don't think we're going there this year, but like it's cool. It's really awesome. Mm-hmm. Like you said, hopefully that now they can play at night because they have the lights and everything. Like yeah, they can start playing at night. 
pretty cool. That was my little tangent. I couldn't remember where Concordia was, but I was like, I think Joe <laughs> told us when we were driving to Trinity, like where he was telling us where restaurants were. And I'm like, all right, well, yeah. <laughs> he obviously knows where the restaurants are. Well, I was like, I was like, thank you. We're, we were the, we were like the dynamic duo, the O line coach and the D line coach. Like we yeah. were, we were the duo. And I have to coach D line this year too, so I have to do uh. both. So I told him I was like, it's not Coach D anymore. It's I have to do both. And the kids go, <laughs> I will kid you not. The kids went, oh shit, when <laughs> they have to do both. <laughs> um. But coach, thanks for coming back on. Um, I hope you guys no, thank you. Hope you guys win every game. Uh, hopefully somebody gets something out of it. We talked a lot about strength stuff. Hopefully somebody gets something out of it. Uh, yeah, I did. I got some stuff out of it. So appreciate it. Well, I appreciate you guys. Uh, go check out coach's Twitter. Go check out their school. I'll be trying to pay attention to what you guys do this year. I try to pay attention to every coach I've ever talked to. I have something on my phone <laughs> that tells me what yep. how you guys are doing. <laughs> So I probably have like a hundred teams on here somewhere, but yeah, thank you for coming back on. Thanks guys for watching and listening. We'll see you guys next time. $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.